The opening bell with Julian Valance and Jack Dickens. Jules Valance, good morning to you, mate. G'day, Gaz. How are you? I'm very well. If I gave you a ticket, you know, if we were to, we, if we headed to the air, airport, you and I, Jules, and uh, you just walked up to the, the counter, probably would be flying Virgin because you'd be platinum there, and right. uh, they gave us a ticket. We didn't know where we were going. Where would you want to be going if we had to go to a race meeting today? Oh, race meeting. Oh, that's, that's annoying. Yeah, I know. Um, no, I don't, I know stay home. Want to, yeah, I know where you want to be going, but where would you want to go today? And, it, and it'd be one way. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I reckon Morpherville's got a really good yep. meeting, and I and I, I think the lens of Victorian horses gives me a little bit more sort of skin in the game as well. So I've had the you know pleasure to be able to talk to JJ about these horses, and I think I think it's a really good race meeting. It sort of popped up out of nowhere, to be honest. I know the Sanks is always a pretty good race, but it's a pretty good race. There's some races around it. And I think the Tobin Bronze is really hot. And, uh, a couple other Victorian horses running throughout the meeting. So that, that's the one that most interests me. And obviously, I'm fascinated to see what Zaki can do up in Brisbane. But I'll say Adelaide if okay. I had to go somewhere, mate. But um, other than that, deepest, darkest Africa would be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello to you, Jack Dickens. Good morning. Morning, boys. Um, I'm looking forward to I love this time of the year because... If you're watching Sky Racing 1 on the Green Channel these days, there's something to look forward to every 10 or so minutes. Yeah, so, it's, it's actually yeah. probably the best time of year, really. And yeah. you've got the footy on on one or two TVs. Then later on tonight, you've got Magic Round. And we have playoffs. Yeah. It's a good time. I tell you what, the, the, the AFL season's all over after I watched my Lions yesterday. They are on fire. <laughs> They've got some of the best recruits in the game. Dunkley was superb, one of the best individual performances that you'll ever see. Ascroft will be winning the Rising Star. Guns you don't win premierships star. in May, Jay. Well, I think we have, to tell you the truth. But we need to find a couple of winners in the Gallops today, and we're heading to the Robert Sangster, the Furphy Robert Sangster Stakes. Um, I don't know about the Furfies these days. I'm warming to them, but I prefer a Carlton draft. But anyway, well done, I prefer Furphy. a Hawks. Yes. Bella Nipatina, Dicko has been well supported. We are racing on a soft six. We'll go to you first if you, uh, first of all, Jules, because you would have been having a chat to JJ, who knows these tracks better than anyone. Um, how does he think this track will play this afternoon in Adelaide? Yeah, it's an interesting one. We sort of spoke about it. He thinks they'll probably get off the fence at some stage. He's a little bit worried about horses sort of drawn one and two and um, probably not a massive impact on some of the horses that are really well in the market here for a Sangster, but probably more important for maybe some faves uh, in other races. Uh, for example, a horse like She Dances. But we'll start with the Sangster. I mean, um, yeah, he thinks he thinks they'll get off the fence. But in saying that, he's got no issue with leaders being able to win. If they can control and get out to, you know, three, four off the rail, there's going to be no issue. But that's how he thought it would play as a starting point, Gab. So what's the market doing here, Dicko? Because we all know that Bella Nipatina is one of the best sprinting gallopers in this country. Um, and she's probably nearly the best galloper on a, on a rain-affected track. And she's taking on her own sex this afternoon. So do you expect her to start favouring? What price will she start? I think she'll start with a three in front of her just because she's bomb-proof map-wise, brings the grass form. The, yeah. the market's trended to her already. The horse they've trended to the most is Zapateo from Barrier 11, which ties in a little bit to what Jules is sort of saying. The male is that's okay to be sort of wider because he'll be wide-ish for sure from barrier 11. Um, they're, the, they're the two they've sort of stamped and I don't think Jules, I, I, I don't expect you're going to get a 
much bigger price than sort of ten or eleven dollars September run. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Um, I think passive aggressive is the horse that's probably been put up sort of a little bit shorter and is and just get and he's going to continue to drift. She's just not a horse that has produced her best on the soft, but they're happy to sort of pop that form line of coming off a really wet track in Sydney and then trying to repeat. For the punters out there, you sort of got to go. You either trust Bill and Nipotina that the camp can get her to move from one place to the next place to the next place and continue to perform. We speak about it a lot about grand finals being able to continue to go to the well and and being able to do it. She's clearly the best horse in the race. I don't think there's any doubting that. But she's got to be able to do it again and again and again and again. Whereas a horse like Zapatero, third up, ready to pounce, beautiful prep for this race. So Dicko's right. They're the two horses that the market wants. And and I think passive-aggressive, if you like her, I'd be waiting. You're going to get a better price about her, which I think there's going to be plenty of punters who are out there that like her, but she draws one, so she might be in a bit of a sticky spot. The interesting horse here is Marabi. Yeah, like it's it's got big fat numbers. Most of them are over eleven hundred meters. It's twelve hundred meter race. Any other camp, I think it might start sort of twenty to one. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it sort of drifts to sort of fifteen dollars some stage today, and then gets a little bit of a little bit of a gentle uh, steam. Like I know you, I know you lads. Oh, sorry, sorry, Jules, just on that. Okay. I, I know you, I know you lads don't like um, listening to the trainers too much, but Marabi. Kieran pointed out that she's well, but she probably needs a firm track. And without hesitation, he said the Bella Nipotina is clearly the best of his chances. And, and I reckon he would have had the filly down the what, bottom What there. day was that this week, though? That was yesterday. Well, he's, um, now he's been on the drink for three days. 100%. He said, oh, I reckon he believes Ruthless Dame's a better chance than, say, uh, Marabi in this race. But he's got a lot of, like, he's... the 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 push that he gave me for Bella Nipotina and this is where Kieran's at his best after he's probably had a few sherbets. He said, Gareth I've never ever had any better before the quokker. I thought it was nearly a career best run and she has just surprised me with the way that she's been able to travel and take everything in and she's as good as she was heading towards the quokker there, Jules. So that's the information that he gave me yesterday for the punters. Yeah, and I think that's important information for the pundits to understand that she's been able to travel well. We know horses sometimes can not eat up and, and all that kind of stuff after they you know, go to, for example, a grand final. So I think that's important for the pundits. It's just whether you trust that she can be able to repeat a, you know, a, a really good performance again in another big grand final. That's, that's the question. I think Marabi's a really interesting one. I mean, she was outstanding when, and she had a long time after she had issues the market seems to have spat her out. It goes right. I mean, if she ends up starting, she could start. There's that point where she'll get to $15. She'll either continue and end up 20 plus, and you just you just can't be on her. But if she just gets that little bit of firmness back, it suggests that, yeah, she's, she's half getting back to her best. Um, but I don't know if we're ever going to see the Marabi that we saw uh, winning that group one at Caulfield so convincingly. So um, hopefully she gets back to it, but the market's suggesting she's not. Hey, Dicko, last time I was at Flemington, not the last time, but when I was at Flemington once upon a time, there was a horse in the purple with the white stars by the name of Espiona that won an Oaks Day, and everyone was telling me this is the next Winks. She hasn't quite lived up to those lofty expectations, but she has been able to perform last, I think, this campaign anyway in Sydney where she's been able to win that Group 1. Did she win? She she won a group one, didn't she? And she heads yeah. to the mm. Robert Sangster um, today. Is she the forgotten horse? Oh well, she won a What's group one at fifteen hundred meters. Yeah. Like, 
Oh, I think it's just this would be a big boy flex from Uncle Chris if this was to win. I think it was, they open sort of single figures. It's now out to sort of 13, 14. I think there's a hole in this horse, um, and I'd be surprised if it starts single figures. Okay, she was the Cornwall Classic winner as well. So we expect Bella Nipatina and Zapatea to be the horses fighting for favouritism, Jules, basically, just to sum up the, the Robert Sangster. Yeah, absolutely, and I think there's going to be a big gap. There's not much of a gap now between, say, Zapateo and passive-aggressive. I think that gap will really widen as we get closer to the race. I think passive-aggressive, you know, if you like her, as I suggested, I think I'd be waiting. You're going to get your best price closer to the jump. What about the Tobin bronze? Because she's dances, takes on Wee Nessie. Now, Jules, when you have a look at Wee Nessie's form, you think, like, geez, Af Cabin's form, like the Af Cabin forms probably should be good enough to win a Tobin bronze, you would imagine. It's outstanding form line. The problem is she's running into a horse that I think is, her last start performance was the way I rated it, as big as I've ever done, ever, from a horse. I mean, if she was in the Sangster, I would have backed her. She dances. And the market identified okay. like that. Um, she's solid as a rock. She dances as a favourite. Now, again, they've seemed to have cleared out. And I know Royal Merchant's sort of pretty solid as well around that $6. But I think you might get a little bit bigger about it. But I can't really find from a... A weakness point of view in the market with she dances. So she's pretty foolproof in terms of a horse that what's the high percentage play or to, to roll forward, um, ticks all those boxes, no worries with Linda Meach. Massive rating last start, which I think obviously the big guys have. So I can't see her, you know, um, becoming soft at any stage in the market unless, unless JJ's right and, you know, lanes one, two become really apparent. But in yep. saying that, if that's what Linda Meach needs to just... She controls the speed and she can end up leading, but four off the fence. So, um, On top of again, that, though, like, Jules, if, if what JJ says becomes the truth, we Nessie's yeah. drawn one, and, yeah, and they're the and two in the market. So, like, all yeah. that's going to do, yeah. I'd say, is soften we Nessie, soften she dances, and, and the, the, the price of Royal Merchant will crumble. Yeah, and that's a really good point because and we Nessie can't control the speed like she dances can. So Linda Meach can control her own destiny, to be honest. There's no issue with a horse that's drawn the inside if they if the rail's no good. She can end up plotting a navigation to be four or five off the rails. Where we Nessie has to sort of take the medicine and end up being back on the inside no matter what. So it's going to be really interesting. We get seven races beforehand to find that out. And the market will no doubt find the trend before we do, Dicko. So um, it's it's going to be a really interesting betting race. But what we see right now, I, it just looks really solid. She dances from my point of view. Dicko, is is Foxy Frieda low enough in the market now in the Queen of the South, which is race six? Yeah, I think it's sort of rock bottom. I, I, yeah. I don't know what else they're going to back, though. So I'm not saying it's going to drift, but like there was, it was an absolute gift earlier in the week. Um, uh, I think the the price of the Tony McAvoy Bell Placer horse, it, it's going to just pivot and hover around that price because of the same things Jules has just been speaking about. It's drawn barrier one. Where's it going to get to? Is that a good spot to be? Billy Egan from Fork and sort of put Foxy Frieda midfield, one off. Um, it looks bomb-proof to me map-wise, um, price-wise. I think it'll start around the 340, 330 mark. Yep. Jules? Yeah, I mean, Digo's right. I, I almost felt like the Green Cafe was trolling us to begin with, with what the price they were doing with Foxy Freedom. I just couldn't understand it whatsoever. So, Can you I, explain I the what... Green Cafe? I <laughs> know, oh, don't, oh, actually. Yeah. 
but but it, it was it was amazing to be honest. So it's now to the right price that it should be, and it's solid, Foxy. As you guys said, there's no uh, worry there. If you wanted to see a hole in the market, it seems the three-year-old. I, you, I always loved the three-year-old against the older horses, but here the market seems to have spat cast day out. Um, so that's 650. I think you're going to get better than that. It, it, it's almost got the ability that you could easily suggest. From what I'm looking at, Dico, it can start closer to double figures, to be honest. So, again, if you like the three-year-old filly here, um, I'd be waiting to the death because you're going to get the best price about it right at the end. I think the same story, Walt's on by. Um, could be wrong, but I think it, like no, something's got to get spat out here. And I just don't. I think yeah. there's good horses that are around that price that aren't going to get taken on. I think the two at the bottom will be the yeah. two that get sort of spat out. Yep. Just be. Just before we take a quick break and um, finish up with Morphinville, you know how I love a story. He's seven to excel, the Group 1 winning galloper that won first up back at Alice Springs, heads back to Adelaide in that Group 3 where you've got a lot of horses that haven't won for a long time. So Tory, General Bow, Free of Debt, We Wish, Shimino, Larimer Street and um, Gaze Grease at $12 here, Jill. So what's this market going to do here? Yeah, really interesting, mate, to be honest. Um, Larimer Street's pretty solid. I, I sort of didn't peg it as an 1,100 metre horse, but market seems to be really gravitating towards it, and probably General Bow, but it's a race that I think we're going to see plenty of movement from now until race time, so we're four hours and a half out till it. I reckon that's the biggest race at Morphinville where you'll see some violent swings in a market perspective, and there's only seven in it, so uh, it's going to be really interesting from a market perspective from my point of view. Anything else there at Morphinville that JJ mentioned that we should keep a, a close eye on regarding the market to help us punters there, Jules? Yeah, go to Foxcatcher Intel, mate, and that's all I can tell you. Yes, foxcatcherintel.com. <laughs> um, you're looking down the barrel superbly these days, Jules. You've really like been dominating proceedings. Um, and I'll tell you I, what... I, we were... I thought in race two, um, yeah. I, we backed Michael Eiffel last time. Gareth, if you remember, it took a yeah, big price. Yeah. Like, so short today. I think the other horse in the market, um, Conqueror, might start favourite there. So if you like it, I'd have something on there. Well, I w yeah, and I will say, JJ is bullish about Conqueror. He's a little bit worried about, he wants to see what this track's doing, but if he can get onto the drier side of soft, Conqueror is one hell of a bet, he suggests. Oh, there you go. We'll definitely take the 310, then. So you can, yeah, we're, we're conquering today in Adelaide, then. You can join a Group 1 winning stable at the Simon Zara Racing Yelling Parade, which, of course... That's where we are this morning. We're live at Flemington. And, Dicko, you've got a horse with Simon, haven't you? The mailbag. Yeah, a little Nakoni filly. Yeah, um, we might ask. Nice, we might nice ask, cheap filly. Yeah, we might ask Simon to see how she's going at the moment. And, um, geez, there's a lot of people here. And you know that it's a big racing event, Dicko, when Benny Carbonara rocks up from his Warnable trip and he's got the Aaron Williams on. So you know the who's who of racing. Has he got the uh, mailbag bloodstock hat on? No, he, he's, he's got the... Um, He's got his cowboy hat on today. He's, like he's, he's got hairier fingers than I do. It's unbelievable yeah, how hairy he's, he is. He's like he's at the Kentucky Derby, Benny Carbonara. So, um, no, it's great to be here. I love coming to these yearling parades because you meet and get to know so many great racing enthusiasts that are just dreaming like we're all dreaming, trying to find their, their next champion. And there's some wonderfully, beautifully bred yearlings here. So you think a schnitzel, capitalist, a super Seth, the Russian Revolution, Toronado, Ocean Park, jeezy. He, he's sped up a bit this year, Simon. Um, he's got some of the, so he's got a couple of yearlings there from some of them um, 
the best stallions in the game. So we'll have a chat to Simon in just a moment, but we'll take a break. This is winners live at Flemington for the Simon Zara Yearling Parade. On the other side of it, we might take a look at the Hollandale Stakes meeting at the Gold Coast, or I should say on the Sunshine Coast, and see what the lads have to say about what price Saki might start this afternoon. Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at inglis.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Great to be with you on this Saturday morning and you can join a winning stable at the Simon Zara Racing Yearling Parade. We are live at Flemington for Simon Zara's Yearling Parade this morning and of course we're also doing this for Pickle Bet which has involved fixed odds with top four betting on your Pickle Bet, the next-gen betting app, and Kilmore Toyota stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles. Hey Dicko, I just had a look at that Nakoni horse that you've got. She, she looked me in the eye. Um... um I think she might be worth an investment. Have you sold her yet? I believe we've sold um, most of her, but I okay. think Simon might have a couple of shares available. But if okay. anyone wants to get involved, Jono, J-O-N-O, at themailbag.com.au. So, Jono, N-O, is that is that J-O-N-O, Jono. Beautiful. Or get in contact with Simon Zara because... Well, they're paying the bill know. today, so yeah, probably get in touch with them. Yeah, but if you want to come yeah. with us, you do you. Well, Simon Zara is uh, racing this Nakoni filly. You get to, to race with um, Dicko and the team there in the mailbag and get to race in your colours, I would imagine, as well, Dicko. Yeah, colours. So, It'd be a big session if we were to win a race, wouldn't it? We oh, could yeah, probably take you two as well, Jules. Yes. You know, circuit. Um, well, um, the fo foxcatcherintel.com probably needs to buy a share as well. And talking about the foxcatcher, let's have, have a uh, chat to Jules about Zaki looking to create a little bit of history and win three straight Hollandale Stakes. Now, what price will he start today, um, Jules? Sure. sure. But you want to you see a bit of a hole in anything else with him? You know, he was very good first up, so is there any hole? Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a bulldog eating custard, but the market is just lapping Zaki, Zaki up. They love what he did first up. <laughs> They are just all over him. So I can't see a weakness in him whatsoever. He's, mm. he's a shorty and he's going to start short. So is, is, only going to get much are you even, are you even allowed to feed Bulldogs custard? Well, Jules obviously oh, I, 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 I think you can do whatever you want. If it's your dog. Without, I mean, you're just saying that... I hope the RSPCA aren't nice, listening this morning. A nice filly looked you in the eye. I'm a little bit concerned where we're going here. So, yeah. Um, no, he, he's rock solid, to be honest. So I don't think you're going to get any weakness in the market for Zaki. Your man, Lindsay Smith, taught me that. You, if you want to buy a horse, you got to look them in the eye. If they look straight through you, then buy them. That's what he told me Very once good. upon a time. Um, stuff, he does. Now, a tissue here, Dicko, she's a horse that gets back. She's got a wide gate here in the Hollandale, but there's not too much speed up up front. Now, Nash is, I don't know how many um, Jim Beam and Cokes he's had during that Warnable Carnival, but he's travelled up to the Sunshine Coast this afternoon. Um, can he defeat Saki with a tissue who's been brilliant this preparation? Um, look, I'm sure Nash will be able to handle a little three-day bender and, and perform as he's a veteran. He's been active on social media too, Nash. Um, I think if Saki gets rolled, which I doubt, uh, a tissue will be the horse that does it. Um, and Nash would be the perfect rider to pull off a sort of upset at this level. Um, the rest of them look like sort of numberish horses to me that probably want further, um, mm. whereas a tissue is pretty dynamic at this trip. 
Jules, I think the Gold Coast Guineas is one of the most intriguing races of the day. I think it's one of the most... Um, I'm looking for, it's one of the most fascinating races and I, I think it's a race that's got a couple of nice progressive gallopers going around, including this galloper by the name of Yellow Brick. They tell me they're backing this horse like it's a good thing today. What are you seeing here in the market? Um, no, you're right. It's solid and not only solid, really well supported. So, um, to be honest, it's actually off the map. Yeah. So this is probably the biggest go of the day, to be honest. And, you know, you've got second pick in the market is Lady Laguna, but there's a massive hole in her that, you know, you think she's going to get bigger than that to a $5, $5.50. So you're looking at the middle pinners and you're going, OK, where's, where, else, where else is the movement? There's nothing. I mean, I think you know, even Spacewalk is going to get better than that $6.50, $7. So it, it looks like Yellow Brick is out there you can see sort of a 290 if you can get to 290 at some joints i'd be taking it because you're going to beat the sp now betting the sp doesn't mean you win the race but you're halfway there so um i'd be knocking the 290 off the board that i can see right now i think that's um ludicrous to be honest it is a massive go so why is it a massive go dicko is he that much better than the rest here as he produced figures like he was really good to win that slot race on new year's eve at Toowoomba, and it was a funny old run in that Magic Millions race on the Gold Coast because he looked like he was going to finish out the back there at the furlong, and then he came again late. Well, I um, think all, well, I, don't, I don't know the figures very well at sunny, sunny Coast in Queensland, but what, what what is in his favour is track and trip form um, yep. and the distance form. Like, he's one from one this track and trip. He's one from one this track. You're like, there's not many horses that have even seen this track in this race. Half of them, over half of them haven't, so... Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with uh, Jules. All right, then, Jules. Speak, yep. so guys, we speak from a perspective of we're just telling you what the market is doing. And this is, I mean, Dicko, you might disagree, but this is the biggest go I've seen for the day, to be honest. I've sort of just come across my desk and I went, wow. And it's just not, it doesn't seem to be stopping. Do you know what I mean? I don't know where the floor is with this horse, the way they're backing it. So um, if we want to push the punters into a horse that's been heavily supported, Yellow Brick is the one. So that's exciting for us traders, isn't it? When you have a look at uh, a race or a meeting like that and a horse just jumps out at you with the the bigger punters just backing it nice and early and we don't know where it's going to get to, which is just makes it really interesting to see how good this yeah, horse well, is today. That's Jules a really good point, right? So if, if you're looking at like, what do the big guys do and what's something I could like learn to add to my arsenal to get better at punting... Deep dive in the yellow brick and deep dive into this race. Do it this morning, do it tomorrow, do it on Monday and figure out what was it that they saw that I didn't so I can start to be a little bit better in my punting. And that's yeah. a really good point. And don't be result driven. So yellow brick gets beaten and starts to 10, people will go up. Well, it doesn't matter. They forget about it. It's only if they theoretically win, they go, okay, what happened? Forget about the result. Don't worry about what happened first, second, third, fourth, fifth, unplaced. Just worry about why did they truckload this horse. I think Dicko makes a really good point. But don't be result-driven. Don't just go into the horses that won. Go into the horses that have been really well backed and might run unplaced for whatever reason because that's just the way racing is. It doesn't work out how we want it to work out. But there's always a reason for why these horses are getting back. There's a couple of other pretty handy races on the Sunshine Coast this afternoon. Geez, Mark Newton was bullish about street gossip when I had a chat to him yesterday. Jules, what price are we getting there for that galloper? In race? Race three, that is. Horse four. Yeah, again, really short. So, again, I mean, 
sitting on the board, I look at it and I go, geez, there's a, there's a joint in red really giving you a, a massive spoil. If you want to beat the SP, you're going to beat it. So they've got an opinion, and that's really great. That's great in the game. Uh, and I talk of, of Gladbroke. So they're, they're really hard against this horse, but everyone else has been absolutely truckloaded. So um, I've got no issue with giving other people a, you know, a bit of a kick if they're going to be hard against a certain horse or hard with a horse. And I think that's brave with what they're... You know, trading team are doing right now because um, it's sitting there like an island out there, that $3.70. And okay. if the punters are out there, I'd be taking it. And what about Brigantine a little later on? Are they coming for the James Cummings, James McDonald, Redden Galloper there that's first up from a bit of a break? And I think race eight's a, it's a interesting race as well, at least at um, level, because you've got a horse like a um, far too easy that's done nothing wrong. Um, there's a horse by the name of Pelissa Pan that's been pretty good for Chrissy Munts that man with Joshy Parr aboard. What's the market doing there, Dicko? Um, Race there's, there's support for the big good buy, which surprises me. Um, and again, um, the same joint's taking it on. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if money come late for the number one Halea. Like, it's a complete milk drinking myth, but you just know that yes. yard that quality of horse, it's going to bob up and get you one day. And this is a grand final, it looks like to me. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't it, know, outside of that, that's probably all I've got to offer. I'd, if GarethAll.com, if I was um, being the bookmaker today, I'll give you a 50 to 1 high hour. It's, it's like the Carlton Football Club. Promises plenty, but delivers nothing. Um, <laughs> poor old ILL. Hey, let's what? take the news. It's uh, 9.36, we'll come back and we'll have a look at Gosford and, and Sandown. The SEN app, now compatible with Apple Watch. Download today to listen anywhere, anytime. Making news this app. Picklebet. Try top four betting today. All new at Picklebet. Welcome back to Winners. We're live from Simon Zara's Yearling Parade here at Flemington. Great turnout. These yearlings look... Um, brilliant as well as they'll be paraded shortly. Simon Zara will join us at the top of the next hour, but we're with Jack Dickens and the foxcatcherintels.com's Jules Valance on this Saturday morning for winners. And let's have a look at this meeting at Sandown. And Dicko, there's been a bit of rain overnight, but it's still a soft seven, which I find hard to believe, but it looks like some of the rain might have missed Sandown. How do you think this track will play? Uh, well, I'm kind of with you. Like, it's hard to believe, but I'm going to believe it. Um, I think the shoot races will favour horses that settle on the speed. I wouldn't want to be, like, back. And the circle... The circle of my read is rails in run a slight advantage, but I don't believe that. So I'm just going to spence sit, and I'm going to sort of have a neutral position. Jules, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm playing forward of midfield, to go, to be honest. I think that's that's how I'm going to be playing without eight metres, soft ground, stand down hillside. That's my starting point. Now, clearly, I'll get a couple of races to identify whether I'm wrong, but that's where I'm beginning my uh, process to be with it. So um, let's see what happens. When you're dissecting the numbers this morning, Dicko, what race excites you the most here from a, a market perspective? Um, well, from from a market perspective, um, race eight, the Keats race, I've, I've obviously focused on it a little bit, but I'm fascinated. Do you reckon? I, I didn't think you would. <laughs> no, well, I was fascinated what they're going to do with Gunstock because it's like a, it's a group winning horse fresh off 200 days and it was soft embedding all week. 
and then just just lately, like last half an hour, it's been a pretty big steamer. So I think that Pinstripe will start with a three in front of it and drift. The, the barrier switch is awful for that horse. It was completely blessed in run last start and will drift. Uh, Gunstock looks like it'll start closer to three than four to me. And um, the other horse, well, I'll let Jules talk about the other horse because it's been back. Yeah, I, I didn't know whether you wanted to mention it or not. It, it's been a fair go. Don't worry about that. And the right people making it a fair go. So um, clearly, I think they're leading to the fact that this horse will probably be aggressive, whether we think that's going to happen or not. And they'll be positive from where they are, the inside draw. Celine Gaudry, we've spoken about this for the last two or three weeks. The market is just gravitating towards her. So there's some real positivity there. Um, I think this is horse is going to be. And I speak of Keith, This horse is going to be in this race for a really long time. So, um, you know, good luck to Dicko and the team because the market's screaming at us that uh, it's, they're ready to play. What price should we take Dicko then? Uh, we should have taken it on Thursday. You should have taken it when I tipped it on Thursday. Yeah, that's what we should have yep. done. Um, I'm probably. I'd fence it at this price now. I don't know how much shorter it yeah, could it get. I thought they'd back the other done, yeah. to be honest, and they haven't. So if it gets out to sort of $8, which I reckon it might have to, something's got to give way, doesn't it, Jules, for the Gunstock Keats money. Uh, I thought the other done a, a, a big player in this race as well. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I'm sort of hoping that Pinstripe, you're right, that Pinstripe does start with the three in front. I've sort of pegged it as a, a bit of a lay of the day. And I like Pinstripe. I love it as a horse, but... Um, doesn't make you win every race that it sets up and the way I think Sandown's going to play it's going to have to go back compared to what how they rode it last start uh, and it's got a bit of a hole in it it looks like you know it is going to start with the three in front so if that's the case then there's a few others that are going to continue to tighten up which we've seen sort of the money for so it's a good race to identify because I think it's 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 brilliant to watch from a, a market perspective the yeah, gunstock market yeah. the market for gunstock is is like more important than a normal market we talk about every Saturday because yeah. this horse is fresh off mm. 200 days which is longer than is ideal so it's had a setback most likely and and the market will tell you late is it ready to go or not and it and, looks like think, it's saying yeah. hey this horse is ready to go and I think for the punters out there this that is a, a, just an exceptional um, little nugget that Digo is alluding to is that horses off 200 days the market will tell us so Gunstock ends up starting five dollars. You know it's not there. But if it stays at this three fifty, or heaven forbid, it starts shorter, it is rock and rolling because it's got the numbers. Well, it went out on a fantastic number that it did, but it's had a long time off. So the market is telling us whether to play or not to play. And the last fifteen minutes is going to be crucial. And it goes right, especially for these horses. It's it's very different to a sprinting horse that's off a thousand meters, eleven hundred. This is not that kind of horse. So. Um, the market is your best friend here and, and use it so well. And I was interviewing Michael Kent Jr. there on Thursday for the Stable Mail and we were going through his runners, and we'll, especially in Adelaide. We're just running a little bit behind time as usual. And um, he says, Garrett, just before, I know we're running out of time, but you can't forget Gunstock. It's our best for the day. So um, they're bullish that this horse can run a big race first up and they've got a lot of time for him. And he's always had a big opinion on on gun stock, so it will be interesting to see what the the market does there. Hey, Jules, what price? You know, if you, you you're waking up this morning and you're, you're listening to winners and the opening bell on a Saturday morning, and you're about to head off to play some football or watch some football or netball or whatever you're doing this afternoon, you need to put your bets on early. Do you just do you back 
globe right now and anchor globe in your multis for the days. Is he the progressive good thing at Sandown that you can bet with some confidence? Yeah, I'll, I'll say this from the perspective of me as a punter versus the market to begin with. And I yes. think he's just one of the greatest bets of all time I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> we speak about that so much on top track about horses under the minimum, jockeys going well, horses that are high percentage plays that have put themselves into the space. And this horse kicks every possible box. Now, I know this horse is shorted at $1.75. And people go, oh, he hasn't really done anything against. Don't worry about what he's done. The clock is just blowing up with this horse. Hence why he's at $1.75, I think it's $1.80 is a spoil. I really do. Um, I think he's a fantastic bet. Now, after the race, I might look like an absolute goon. But uh, he is just a ripper. And we know Daytona Bay. So they're just second pick, and we know it. It's been around the block before. Now, it's got a couple of factors going for it as well. It's it's on speed. It's under the minimum as well. But we know it. We don't know where the ceiling is for Globe. I just think it is a serious race horse. It'll do some real damage and some good races. And I expect it to be winning today. Okay, that's a great push then. What price? Well, I'd take $1.80. I think that's a great bet. What it starts, I'm not too sure. I mean, to be honest... I think this horse should probably start twos on. Whether that happens or not, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, you might, you know, it might end up getting a dollar eighty-five, dollar ninety. It might get closer to two dollars. Oh, I find that baffling, and I'll, you know, Foxcatcher yep. will be backing the guts out of it if that's the, to be the case. So, um, well, let's just see what happens. But I just think throughout the day, it just the market has to continue to gravitate towards it. Where's yeah. where's the weakness in it? Like, is there any weak like? No, no, not at all. I, I came on yeah, on Thursday, and I don't like tipping this way when I tip on the yeah. Thursdays. And um, I, I just thought it was the simplest bet of all time. Like it's yeah. just so easy to have. It's the perfect rider for the perfect map for the perfectly placed horse. Uh, I, I think it'll start at dollar sixty, and I think it'll win. All right, and I then. hope it does because I'm on, and I backed unflinching at a good price. Uh, I think if you're on unflinching from Thursday's show, Gareth, don't yes. lose on Wolflands. Okay, we'll we'll take note of that. So great push there for Globe. We'll take a break. We'll come back and have a quick look there at Gosford today. Picklebet has evolved fixed odds with top four betting. All new at Picklebet, the next gen betting app. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at inglis.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. With Jules Valance and Jack Dickens for the opening bell, as always on a Saturday morning, 0499 736 736 to join the conversation. Have we got too long left to wrap up the, the opening bell on this Saturday. So, Jules, I'll just go to you here quickly. Anything at Gosford that we should keep an eye on regarding what's been happening with the market early doors? Uh, I just think from a Gosford Cup point of view, if you sort of wanted to think which one's going to start favourite between Diamel and Lord Ardmore, it seems like, to my eye, Diamel is going to start favourite. And if you like Lord Ardmore, I'd be waiting. I think you're going to get better than the current price. It's a good betting race, but I think they're pretty close together. I think they separate as we get closer to the jump, Gaz. What are you laying today, Jules? A few text messages coming through along with Dicko. So, as we always do, what's your, what are you backing? What are you laying today? We'll start off with you, Jules. Yeah, uh, 
I'm laying pinstriped. I really like it as a horse, but I just think oh that's no, a, yeah, that's like cheating yeah. on your boyfriend there. That's yeah, like cheating yeah. on Dicko Jules. Damn boy. Yeah. Um, I just think I just think you know just because it's the best horse in the race doesn't guarantee you success, and I just think the way this race sits up, it's going to need every bit of luck, and just from a price sensitivity, I'm against pinstriped, and I'm backing Cap I'm so excited that he stayed in Sandown instead of going to Adelaide. And yes. Zara are on. Big boy sucks. Come on. D- Dicko? <laughs> um, here's my bets at Sandown. Ready? Race one, number 10, Optune. Race two, the four, the six, and the eight. Uh, Going to back Miss Belvenine and Viviane in race three. Unflinching, save Wolflands, race four. Um, I've backed Keats. I'm going to back Alvadon late. And might, might chop Sosi Bon, the old veteran. And then I'm going to bring it home. Really, really, really like this bet. I think it's a stupid price. Uh, race nine, number 19, Sir Positano. Okay. Hey, Jules, this is from Tommy. Is the Saki and Globe all up just too good to be true today? I definitely think the Globe thing is. I, I, I'm... The biggest fan of Zaki always have been. I want to see it again. I thought his first up run was there standing, but I won't be backing him. But yep, if Tommy wants to knock himself out, go for it. I, I can't disagree with him any there, but geez, I think Clive is an outstanding bet. All right, then, Dicko, should I back Sapato uh, now or should I wait? That's from Tim. You wait a little bit. The damage being done, Timmy. You want to see the tracks racing that's going to suit it? Just wait, just wait, just wait. All right, then, boys. It's been a lot of fun, as always. Um, looking forward to seeing what unfolds today. Foxcatcherintel.com. Jill's looking forward to seeing you in a black tie on Thursday. I know Dana and the girls are excited as well. So hopefully you're back plenty of winners on this Saturday afternoon. Thanks, mate. If anyone's in the Ballarat area, I'll have my thumb out to the road so they can get me home. That would be great. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dicko, enjoy your day. Yeah, no, excited for Thursday too. Missed out another start. That's great. No, you're have coming. Great... I was about, I was about have to ask you. Have a great day, you. guys. I was about to ask you. Good on you, Dicko. Um, we are, we are live from Simon Zara Racing's Yelling Parade, and Simon's in full flight here, and they've got some wonderful merchandise. We might give away a jacket this morning as well. Um, Simon Zara Racing, and um, Mate, he owes about, about four hundred million English. Don't start knocking off his merch. No, a beautiful merch as well. So um, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back and. Wrap up this opening hour here on Winners, live from Simon Zara Racing's Yelling Parade here at Flemington.